Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and Brianna Larimer share their decades of experience training in workplaces across the nation and talk to other experts about what it takes to be a team player, a great manager, and a leader others want to follow. This is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you today, Missouri Training Institute, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and myself, Brianna Larimer. And today, we're talking about deals. No, no, actually, we're talking about negotiating. Um, You know, and I love this, Ray, uh, your description you put together, (laughs) because it reminds me of my now one-year-old son, who is learning how to say mom, and uh, I get mom, 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 and I'm, yes, dear, (laughs) yes, dear, but at this point, he doesn't know that I'm responding to him. So tell me a little bit about why, in your mind, that's actually a negotiation. Well, you know, my kids are long gone. I mean, they're as far as, uh, you know, grown and out of the house and they've got children of their own. But I remember, you know, being somewhat annoyed and mostly I have this vision in uh, my head of them being at the swimming pool and, you know, they'd be at the edge of the pool and they'd be like, mom, mom. (laughs) Mom, mom. And I could hear them, but somehow I just was like, oh my gosh. And I'd turn and I'd look and they'd jump in and I'd be like, that was it? Like, that was it? (laughs) You know, and uh, I just got to thinking how that was really kind of this negotiation. You know, they were wanting something from me and I was really just wanting them to be quiet. You know, and uh, so they got what they wanted and I ultimately got what I wanted. And it just kind of came in my head that that's how we learn to kind of negotiate. And in some ways, that was like the win win. Mm -hmm. Right. And that made me think of negotiation. And there's all different uh, tactics that go along with learning to negotiate. But what I found interesting about your story and the introduction that you wrote for this episode of The Weekly Workplace is that this art of negotiation, if you will, we learn these things at a very, very early age. Yeah. And we can really kind of develop habits, right, about how we start to approach other people or to approach a negotiation with someone else, kind of based on some of these habits. Right. You know, so I, I do think that um, certainly if we can start to approach people from a classic win-win, right? That it doesn't have to be your way. It doesn't have to be my way. It can be a better way. Um, Now, I will say that that's sometimes hard to get to, and sometimes it takes a while. Uh, It can be a lengthy process to really get to a win-win kind of solution or negotiation with folks. Um, But, you know, other people learn different approaches. Some people learn um, maybe a win-lose dynamic. And if I have to win, therefore you have to lose. And that means my way is the right way. Your way is the wrong way. And that must mean I'm smart and you are not. Yeah. So (laughs) what you end up then is all this, um, you, 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 you get a dichotomy, right? A win lose kind of thing. And then there's other folks that might even approach, approach people from a lose win perspective. I'm going to lose and let you win because then I can become the martyr. 
Hmm. Right. Or it might even be more of a lose lose situation. And to me, boy, that's a that's a, uh, a paradigm of adversarial war and conflict. You know, if I can't win, then maybe being a loser isn't quite so bad as long as I take you down with me. Right. So you can you can learn these skills of how we interact with human beings at such an early age. Right. But we can really develop a lot of habits and some of them may be good and some may be really poor habits in terms of how we negotiate with people. Right. And those, you know, I think when people are learning those things, they're learning them based on how they've seen them. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're not necessarily thinking about them from that standpoint of negotiation and successful negotiating. They're seeing them as points of how do we conflict? Mm -hmm. Right. Like we watched them in our households. Mm-hmm. Or on TV. Right. Um, so we've seen points of communication. We've developed these certain habits of communication. And then I think when people, you know, in older, get older or they see these points of, of negotiation, um, they're like, oh, I, I don't know how to negotiate. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you've been doing it all your life. You just <laughs> didn't think of it right. from that perspective. And so they hear the word negotiation and it freaks them out. Yeah. And they're like, I, I, I'm not good at that. I'm like, no, actually, you probably are. You just don't know. Or or maybe you're not as effective or you're not coming at it from the perspective of how do I effectively negotiate for the benefit of everybody sitting around the table? Right. Um, but you've been doing it. Yeah. You've yeah. definitely been yeah. doing it. You know, sometimes um, getting back to this idea of win-win and why people might not approach others when they're negotiating from that particular point of view is I think that sometimes people believe that a win-win isn't doable, that a win-win can't exist. Um, and boy, that to me is a, a big problem, a big stumbling block, because I think you're sunk from the beginning if you really don't believe a win-win is actually possible. Um, because I think often then people believe in what I called the sucker's choice, right? So you know what a sucker's choice is, right? You got two bad options. So you, so you uh, pick your poison, you know? So for example, um, let's say that an employee really wants to tell their boss how they really feel about something. um, But they feel that if they do, they're going to get shot down or even shamed um, or get in trouble for sharing their honest viewpoints about things. Mm -hmm. So they say to themselves, well, I can go to my boss and I can really tell them how I feel about something and be shot down and shamed. But is there a way that you can tell how you truly feel about something to your boss and at the same time maintain that relationship and not feel shamed and shut out? Yeah, that's a possibility, right? So, um, you know, I I just think sometimes people think that there, there are no good possibilities. And so that's kind of prevents them, again, from looking at people and their negotiation with people from a true win-win perspective. Would you say that that in this whole idea um, of negotiation, that there has to be an element of confidence, self-confidence to be able to be successful in negotiation? I would think so. However, I don't think you have to have confidence in order to negotiate. I think learning to negotiate and practicing those skills shows and builds confidence. Yeah. And being confident in what you need out of the situation or being confident about what you're willing to negotiate with, um, I, I think is, is important as well. 
I mean, you know, when I, you know, I taught high school for a number of years Mm -hmm. and um, one of the things we talked about in one of the classes that I taught was communicating effectively and demonstrating behaviors of communication, effective communication. And one of them was confidence and just little behaviors like how to shake hands with confidence, how to, you know, give good eye contact, posture, you know, words you would say, words you wouldn't say. I mean, just even simple little behaviors like that, Mm -hmm. Um, things you would say in an effective negotiation, all of those things. So whether you felt you were a confident person or if you would even describe yourself as a confident person, didn't even weigh into this. Could you present yourself or comport yourself in those ways to give the impression to the other person? Because what they see is how they will respond to you. And if they respond to you as, wow, this is a confident person, then that's how they're going to treat you. When they treat you as a confident person, you're more likely than to respond back as a confident person. And it just spirals upward. Mm -hmm. And I think in a negotiation, that's important. Because if you come in and they see you as a confident person, then immediately they're more willing, we know, they're more willing to compromise than if you come in with, you know, the tail between the legs kind of thing in a low power pose position, you know, less eye contact, less, all of those things, then they're less willing to compromise. We know that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, again, it, the behaviors that present you as a confident person. And then once you repeat those behaviors and you're repeatedly seen as a confident person, then it just kind of like whew, it just grows, it grows from there. And grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it w- would require um, somebody to really know their value as well. Uh, I am thinking specifically right now as you were talking about job interviews, for example, and that's usually something I hear a lot from, I'll say it, my female friends, is that they struggle sometimes going into those interviews or being offered the position and then negotiating a salary. Uh, I know in our women's network, we had an event on that not too long ago as well, is just the the art of negotiation. Why do you think it's more difficult, uh, I guess, in those situations to go back and forth and negotiate your value? That's a good question. It's not as difficult for men. Right. As it is for women. And I think it's just kind of a societal norm that women should just go in and accept what they've been offered or what they've been given. And they're less likely to ask for what they need. And so I think, you know, when when the questions, you know, who needs to learn to negotiate, my answer is everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I, I think that's a society misnomer, um, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. So what are some tactics, I guess? Say we have have some of those folks who are still learning this art of negotiation. What tactics would you, you tell them uh, about? Well, for me, I think it kind of starts with motivation, right? You have to understand your own motivation for what you're wanting, what your needs are, uh, what what you're wanting to get out of this. And then I think it's also about trying to understand the person you're negotiating with. What do they need and why do they need that? The what it is that we're negotiating, that's sometimes the easy part, right? To come to some type of agreement about how to move forward. But it's really trying to get down to why you got two people there that are wanting maybe different things and working with that motivation, I think is, is the key to it. And, you know, I guess the other thing I would say too, is to recognize that 
negotiation is not necessarily so much about making a deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're, mm-hmm. we're wanting to, you know, come up with a solution and move forward, but it's really about problem solving, right? So you, you've got a problem uh, and two people probably see that problem maybe a little bit differently about how we're going to move forward with it. So if you can kind of think about negotiation as uh, a solution to a problem, I think it becomes a little easier than just to say, oh, I got to go in and negotiate now <laughs> with right. somebody. Right? right. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I agree. I think, you know, and I think the word negotiation, sometimes people are like, <gasps> you know, they, it, they're they like, oh, wait, uh, I, I don't like that. You know, and so theoretically, if you can change your mindset to I'm I'm solving a problem. This person has a problem, needs certain things, right? I I have a problem. I need certain things as opposed to let's negotiate. Because then I think, you you know, you kind of put your hands on your hips and you're like, here we go. You know, yeah. we're going to battle. Um, so I, I do. I think, you know, when I think about it, you know, I think, OK, let's solve let's solve a problem. This person has certain needs. I have certain needs. How are we going to solve it? And to your point about why does this person need what this person needs? I got to figure that out. And so, you know, a a little story that that comes to my mind, you know, let's say there's an orange right here Mm -hmm. on this table. And a lot of times we come into a negotiation about this orange. You want this orange. I want this orange. And I remember this very plainly because my sister and I both love chocolate. Mm. And, you know, my mom would, you know. This is how she solved it. She was like, well, right, you cut that in half. And if I cut it in half, my sister got to choose which half she wanted. Mm. So obviously that would make me cut it as evenly as possible because she got to choose. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have this orange here. We'd negotiate back and forth about how we're going to split this orange, how we're going to share this orange. Right. Because we think in a negotiation, we need to you know, compromise. You get half, I get half. So we go through this. I cut it. You take the half. You get to pick. Right. So I look over in a little while and I'm seeing you peel this orange Right. And squeezing your half of the orange because all you really wanted was the juice. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And you look over and you see me like, you know, grating the outside of the orange because all I wanted was the peel. Was the zest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but what we didn't do was figure out why you wanted the orange. And if I had known that you could have doubled what you got. Right. Because I didn't want the juice. I just wanted the peel. And the same for me. Mm -hmm. So to your point about the motivation behind why you wanted what you wanted, Mm -hmm. knowing that I could have had the whole peel. You could have had the whole inside of the orange, gotten all the juice of it. I could have made a whole lot of Cosmo martinis, (laughs) right? And used the peel and the zest and all of it. But we got to know why. Mm -hmm. And when you want to know something like that, you got to ask a lot of good questions. Right. Because you might not be as far apart as you thought. That's right. I think that's a I think that's an excellent point. You know, the term negotiation, it, like you said, it prepares us for battle. Yeah. Right. So how do I get more? Yeah. And how do I how do I make sure you get less? Um, but if you really have a conversation, yeah. really try to understand and maybe ask some questions about why, what what is it about this orange or, um, you know, what are your needs? What do you need out of this? Then you can really kind of maybe discover more of those win win solutions. Right. Mm-hmm. Those win win strategies. I mean, Brenna, what do you think of when you think of the word negotiation? Well, 
I'm currently still thinking about an orange. I don't know that I'm ever going to look at an orange the same way again. But um, no, I, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. And I, you and I have had discussions on this. I, I struggle with it. And I think part of it, I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed people pleaser. So part of it is I have a hard time thinking that I deserve to win because I want to make sure that the other person gets what they need. And so that is um, that's difficult for a lot of a lot of people that I've talked to and some of our trainings um, that are in certain professions. And so I think that you're right when you kind of break down the walls, that big idea of it being a negotiation and saying, hey, I'm just solving a problem that makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Mm-hmm. And it certainly kind of gives it a it reframes what that interaction can and should probably look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I would also say, though, that, you know, when we interact with people and we try to negotiate with them, that sometimes it is difficult, right? I mean, maybe you both want two completely different things. And so sometimes I think we jump right on into a solution without necessarily defining for each other, A, what the problem is, um, and B, what do we both need out of it? And if we can spend a little bit of time doing that, I think sometimes it can really, the, the, the solution then kind of will bubble up. But unfortunately, I think we just start, I need this out of it, you need this out of it. And it's very difficult then to try to reach that win-win solution. You know, sometimes when I find myself into that situation, situation, I like to ask this question of the people I'm negotiating with, and that is, are you willing to find a mutually beneficial solution to this problem? You know, because that kind of sets the framework, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when we do that, they've got two choices. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Or no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you know what you're up against then, right? As you go into that kind of negotiation. Yeah. You know, I think I think there's a level of homework, Mm-hmm. that you can do too. You know, when I think about working with different companies, I like to research them and, you know, know what what they generally, what do they need? What are they up against? You know, what have they been facing in the media? Um, you know, those kinds of things. How desperate are they? Mm-hmm. And and not just in a negative way, but just thinking about what are, what are their points of pain? Mm-hmm. You know, what's keeping them up at night? Um, so that I can speak their language and I can, um, you know, empathize with them and what they might be going through. Because again, I want to, I want to see it from their perspective and I want to have some of that information on board. So I can show them that I know what they're facing. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, then they know that I'm here to help them solve their problem. And I want to be able to offer them the best solution to their problem. Mm -hmm. And so I think doing your research is also a tactic Mm -hmm. in in artful negotiation. Yeah. And what you're telling me is you're seeking first to understand before being understood, you know, and think about how strategic that is when you're negotiating with somebody. So again, going back to the idea of asking questions, what, you know, really listening and empathizing, like you just mentioned with somebody that puts you, um, especially if you both do disagree about something very strongly, boy, think about when you seek first to understand before being understood, that does bring you power, right? Because that's how you figure out what your next move might be (laughs) by really truly understanding how this other person sees the situation. And I think, you know, just listening to this, that there's gotta be a little bit of caution in, um, 
any making or making any assumptions. You know, you might think that you're coming to a, a negotiation with someone and you have the solution for them, but being willing to to change that, recognize that maybe you didn't see it for what it really was, or maybe we didn't know exactly what was going on um, within the context of what it is you're negotiating. And so just being careful and certainly checking any assumptions that you may have approach that with. You know, I think of my time uh, as a deputy juvenile officer and I know I can recall one in particular. I would go in and have a sit down with the parents. We called them an informal contract, uh, which essentially means we're not going to go through the judicial process. We're going to sit down. We're going to figure this out based off of this referral we received. And I always came in with a general mindset of how I thought we were going to approach it. And that was that was not the best way to uh, to go into those situations. I thought I knew best because mm-hmm. I worked for the ju- you know juvenile mm-hmm. justice system. And I can remember one parent called me out on it and told me everything that they were going through um, from the financial element to, you know, where they are sitting in that seat today and how they even got there. And that just really was kind of mind boggling mm-hmm. for me because I thought I knew it. I assumed that this was the solution. You don't want to go to court. Right. So this is what you need to do. Um, man, what a what a wrong approach. Yeah. What a yeah. wrong approach. Yeah. So do your research, but certainly be willing to check your assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, every every negotiation is different. Absolutely. You know, every negotiation different sometimes, you know, and, and sometimes it takes more than one um, with the same individual and the, and the same situation. So at some points you you want to find yourself going first, I think, depending on what it is. And so don't be afraid, though, to offer something up if you find it you're just kind of spinning the wheel. And so don't be afraid to offer something first. That's another tactic and allow them to negotiate around that because at least something's been put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if I had offered, you know, well, let's cut this in half and you choose, you know, at least I've something's out there um, if, if you're not getting anywhere. So don't be afraid to be that person mm-hmm. that, you know, says, let's let's get let's get this ball rolling. You know, and that's an interesting way that you put that, Ray, because it's um, to me the interplay between compromising as well as collaborating. So when I think about collaborating, I really do think about the win win where we're looking for a solution that benefits all of us and all of our needs. But that is difficult to get to. So sometimes we approach it from that perspective and we, we're having a hard time getting there. Well, then you know what? Compromise might be a good solution to get that back on track. And then I, you could go the other way as well, right? So maybe you approach somebody for more of a compromising position, but then we feel we're done with it once we reach a compromise, right? But you know that could be just the first step towards a more collaborative approach. Um, So, you know, you can look at the interplay between collaboration and compromise, I think, as well here. Yeah, and I think going first shows your confidence. Absolutely. And especially if you've overshot your expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you go in really high, which is another tactic, um, is to go in with like your best offer first. And because you can always come down, you know, and again, depending on what it is that you're negotiating, of course. So, you know, go in first and go in high or if 
you know, depending you're on the other end, go in first and go in really low because um, you can always come down or you can always come up uh, from whatever. But I, I think there's when you go in and you're doing your research, um, know what what is negotiable and know what isn't mm-hmm. and be willing to walk away. What's your bottom line? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, you've got a point, you know, you've got seven points. Four of those are non-negotiable. They will undervalue your product or your service or they will go against your values as a person or as a company. So know that those are not negotiable. Um, And of course, you hold those back because you want to be able to negotiate with those things that are negotiable Mm -hmm. and leave those non-negotiables off the table, but be willing to walk away. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's like, oh, dang. Okay. Well, wait, come back, come back. (laughs) Let's talk some more. Because if, if you're not willing to walk away, then they're, you know, they know they've got you and, and you'll give it all up, right. you know, and you might even get into some of those other things that are non-negotiable, but you, you can always walk away. Yeah. And, you know, the, the I guess the other thing here it, we need to think about is for some reason in this crazy world of ours, we're thinking that we need to reach these solutions and this negotiation as quickly as possible. And, you know, sometimes it does take time to do this. And so maybe by setting a deadline, um, so you were talking about it, maybe we can set a a future deadline when we will come back um, and try to hammer out an actual solution can be a a good tactic as well. Yeah, I, I, I've done that before and I've even I've had this done to me, you know, um, where somebody said, you know, I'm I, I've got an offer for you and it's good until five o'clock right. today. Right. And you're like, oh, dang, I wish I thought of that. But, uh, <laughs> you know. And again, it just creates that sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. but it also gives you a time to really step away from the pressure and go, you know, close down the call or, you know, walk out of the office and really give some good thought to it. Because sometimes in the moment, the adrenaline's going and the need to win or to be right or whatever that is for you or the other party involved, it kind of releases that pressure when you're not face to face or you're not on the phone or on a Zoom or whatever. And so it, it is a nice, but it creates that sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. So it's a good tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> I know. But I grew up in, you know, a horse, uh, horse auction kind of family. So uh, one particular TV show, most of you out there are probably familiar with, but Shark Tank, I'm always watching these entrepreneurs as they come on there and it's like, answer now. And I'm like, ah! like I'm freaking out for them. Um, but they, they seem great at it. Uh, so, yeah, man, what a great topic. Thank you, guys. Thanks for, for all the research you brought to this as well, uh, Ray and, and Dewey. And so uh, all of you out there, we hope that you can go and negotiate it your, your best and go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu.